हेलो वेलकम टू द सेल्फ लर्निंग पॉडकास्ट बाय डॉक्टर सुषमा सिंह लेट अस स्टार्ट डिस्कशन ऑन सोशियोलॉजिकल थियोरीज एंड कंसेप्ट्स ब्लॉक वन अप्रोचिंग सोशियोलॉजिकल थ्योरी यूनिट वन सोशल थ्योरी एंड इट्स कंटेक्स्ट सोशियोलॉजिकल थ्योरीज आर एम्बेडिड इन अ पर्टिकुलर सोशल कंटेक्स्ट एंड आर डीपली इन्फ्लुएंस्ड बाय देम ईच सोशियोलॉजिकल थिंकर और थ्योरीस्ट हैज टू रिस्पोंड टू द सोशल सिचुएशन इन विच ही और शी एग्जिस्ट एंड टू ट्राई एंड मेक सेंस ऑफ द एनवलपिंग कल्चर that is to say that sociological theory is the sociologist response to the context in which he lives and works this truism will become increasingly apparent as you study the unit however it needs to be pointed out that there is an inner context and and outer context the interplay between these two interrelated arenas of living creates sociological theory the inner context is the background and mindset of the theorist and also the strong influences and ideas that motivate a thinker to become a social theorist the outer context is the overall environment social and physical that the society is embedded in however this is not to say that similar context cannot or do not produce competing theories social theory and its development thus take place in a particular social and psychological setting we now give a description of the overall social context in which sociological theory is developed as it is well known sociology was developed first in the west and it was in the 20th century that it percolated to india the french revolution in 1789 created such an urgent context that it became an important element to create a need for sociological theory rising thus the french revolution gave rise to many changes in that society these changes were beneficial in the main but these were also problematic one of these problems was the law and order maintenance in france some thinkers even advocated that law and order in france after the revolution was worse than what existed in the medieval ages not surprising the major theorists like comte and durkheim 
were deeply concerned with law and order. Apart from the revolution in France, we find another source of stimulation to the thinkers. This was the industrial revolution of 19th and early 20th century. The industrial revolution was a series of developments that changed the mainly agrarian based economies to those depending on the factory and industrial system. Factory jobs were readily available in the town and there was a shift away from the countryside into industrial jobs. Not only this, we find that everything had begun being influenced by rapid technological changes. These themselves required large bureaucracies to control and even direction to the emerging capitalism with a premise of free trade or laissez-faire. The problem with this situation was that social inequality began to become extremely desperate and while the factory owners or capitalists earned large profits, the workers got painfully low wages. The fact of low wages led to the creation of trade unions and also to movements trying to overthrow the capitalist system itself. Thus the industrial revolution, the related capitalist structure and the reaction against them were enormous and these affected social thinkers greatly and we find that Marx, Weber and Durkheim were preoccupied with the problematic they unleashed. Let us move the, to the next point, the prominence of socialism. Another series of factors which created a great deal of reaction was the coming into prominence of socialism. This was a direct critic of capitalism and was supported by some thinkers while a majority of them were suspicious, indeed hostile to it. The main figure who supported socialism among the socialists was Karl Marx, who was not only an effective writer but also a political activist. In his political activism, he was different from the armchair social thinker theorists who were against socialism. That is, they wanted to improve and streamline the capitalist system defects, like the creation of alienation among factory workers, masterfully depicted in Charlie Chaplin's modern time. They did not feel that the socialism was in any way an answer or solution to the ills of capitalism. It has been pointed out that the Marx socialism was often seen as a counterpoint from 
which to develop different theories. Now, due to industrial revolution, there were great movements of people from the ruler to urban locals. These phenomena of migrations caused partly due to the opening up of jobs in urban areas. Yet, this mean meant adjusting to the new lifestyle of urban areas which also saw negative factors entering into the picture such as pollution, overcrowding, inadequate transport system, disparities in income and so on. As a matter of fact, this impacted on the religious system also with a plethora of cults coming up and some of these even predicted the end of the world in the last years of the 20th century, but this did not happen. It was not surprising that the early sociologists wanted to emulate the physical and biological sciences in order to get them recognition, prestige and create popularity for sociology. Thus, for example, the counter enlightenment ideologies like de Bonald wanted a return to medieval times where they felt life and living was far more harmonious than the enlightenment. Such writers were against any progressive ideology and felt that both the enlightenment and the industrial revolution were forces that destroyed peace, harmony, law and order. In other words, de Bonald was against anything that disturbed patriarchy and the monarchy in France. Now, let us wind up this session, take rest. Thank you very much for engaging yourself with the self-learning podcasts.